Raised by Spirit, Chapter 7, Recalling Past Lives and Life Purposes. As I mentioned in Chapter 6, during this time, my father gave me three specific and futuristic dates, October 29th, November 8th, and December 8th, to which I still wasn't entirely sure how those dates were even relevant to the current situation I was facing. It was right around this time when my mother disowned me and remained staying at a motel. One day, I was randomly cleaning my house when all of a sudden, I had a vision like I'd never experienced before. This vision literally stopped me in my tracks. If anybody had been there watching me, they probably would have asked, what's wrong? Because I literally just looked like a deer in headlights. I was no longer in my living room. I was seeing this vision clear as day with my eyes open, like I just entered into a different reality, all experienced in the first person. I was in what appeared to be a cobblestone cottage with dirt floors, one small window, like you would see in a basement, and cast iron bars were in my peripheral. I looked down and saw what appeared to be a white nightgown that I was wearing and my legs, but they looked like child legs and a feeling of terror spread throughout my entire being. And just as fast as that vision appeared, I was back in my living room. Confused as to what I just had experienced, I knew that it, like everything else, was eventually going to make sense. But it was definitely strange. That day I was doing all the regular household chores and amongst cleaning the house I had to make my way to the dreaded grocery store. Now while I was at the grocery store a gentleman had bumped into me while I was looking at the chicken. I turned around to yell at him and then I quickly realized it was actually a friend of mine who ran a local meditation group. Being highly intuitive himself he looked at me and asked me what was wrong. I proceeded to tell him little bits and pieces of the challenges I was going through at the moment with my mom and he looked at me and said maybe you should join us at meditation tonight. For the record, at this point in my life, I had never actively pursued meditation, but I agreed. That evening, I walked into his meditation class and there was a few girls waiting in the waiting area while my friend was getting everything ready and set up. Now, I'm not typically the type of person that walks into an establishment introducing myself as a psychic medium. Oftentimes, though, people will recognize me from social media and say, hey, aren't you that psychic? Which is exactly what happened when I walked into this class, and I just laughed and said, yeah, yeah, I'm that psychic. As my friend guided the class and introduced his technique of meditation, I was slightly concerned whether or not I was even going to be able to meditate or if I was just going to pick up on everybody there collectively. That concern quickly disappeared as we began meditation and I started to see what I can only describe as a movie reel. In the beginning, everything was moving very quickly, but I do remember being able to make out some scenes of like an Amazon forest and I was watching this Amazon warrior female just painted and battling through this thick forest. That scene changed quickly and then I was observing two East Indian men walking and talking through the Middle Eastern desert, fully dressed in Middle Eastern attire. And at the end of this movie reel, everything began to slow down enough for me to see an entire scene. Again, I was observing everything that I was seeing including this last scene. It was dark, and there was this huge white plantation house. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Forrest Gump, it was similar to his house in that movie. There were trees and land that surrounded the house, but I didn't see any other houses near. I saw this woman standing outside looking at the house with this little girl, and the little girl she stood next to looked extremely similar to my sister when she was younger. Now intuitively, I had a knowing that I myself was inside that plantation house this woman and child stood outside looking at. And then I watched this woman proceed to throw a match on the house 
and the house began to burn down. As the house burnt down, this woman took this little girl to a nearby lake to baptize her, or at least that's what it looked like she was doing. Now I heard among seeing this vision in meditation that I was indeed seven years old, this was a past life, I was the one that was inside the house, and the woman and the little girl standing outside of the house were the same souls of my mother and my sister in this lifetime. That during that scene and recollection, my mother felt in that particular lifetime that burning her child alive was God's work because she believed her daughter was possessed by the devil. And then just like that, the meditation ended. When I opened my eyes, I quickly began to wonder if this meditation was in any way connected to the vision that I had seen earlier that day. Now, I wasn't 100% sure, but I definitely wanted to validate that theory. The gentleman that ran this particular meditation group also practiced past life regression. So when everybody left, I pulled him to the side and explained to him what happened throughout the day and during meditation. And I asked him if he would be willing to work with me through a past life regression, and he agreed. So the following day we met and sat down as he guided me through a past life regression. Now for the record, I didn't have any particular set place or scene that I was going to go to during this regression, but I was immediately taken back to the cobblestone room with dirt floors and cast iron bars. That scene quickly changed to me observing an outside village, a small village of cobblestone houses surrounded by what looked like a forest. It was a secluded village. In the distance, I saw a woman walking with a little girl. Now, the village that she was walking towards was filled with men. There wasn't really any children there, and if they were younger children, they were men. They all looked very rugged and possibly just going based off of how this village looked, you would think maybe 1500s. As I continued to watch, I saw this woman be greeted by a man at the edge of the village. I heard her explain to the man that she was trading in the little girl. And for the record, I don't know what she was trading, I just know that she was trading in the little girl and she went on to say things like, something's not right with her, do with her what you will, she's not godly, and I don't want anything to do with her. As soon as I heard that, the scene immediately changed and I went back into the cobblestone basement with dirt floors and cast iron bars. Now just so you know, the following may be a little triggering for some of you. When I arrived back in this basement during the past life regression, I was no longer observing anything. Everything was happening in first person just like it did the day when I had the vision in my living room. And again, I was filled with terror. I could no longer hear my friend guiding me through the past life regression, and it was like I literally returned to that lifetime and that reality. Filled with terror, I watched men enter one by one in what looked to be a cell as they proceeded to force themselves on me and assault me one by one. At one point, I do remember hearing my friend's voice in the far distance calling me back. It took a few minutes, he said, but... Eventually, I was brought back out of that meditation. After we discussed what occurred, we decided to give it a few days and try again, with an intention only to observe and not relive. During the second attempt at this past life regression, I immediately went back to the cobblestone cell, except this time I was observing from like a bird's eye view. I saw the same scene that we left off at, but this time I was intuitively informed the woman 
again, was the same soul as my mother in this lifetime, and the little girl she traded was me. She traded me at eight years old, and I remained in this cobblestone cell for seven years until I died at the age of 15 due to the continuous assault and abuse. I watched myself die during the last assault, and I saw my spirit come up out of my body only to be carried by this angelic being who proceeded to carry my spirit to greater heights. And just as the regression ended, I saw this angelic being hand me a sword. When I came back and we discussed what occurred during the regression, my friend started laughing, to which I felt it was highly inappropriate. And when I asked him what was so funny, he said, that explains why you sit with your hands folded in front of you every time you meditate, like you're holding an invisible sword, to which I understood at that point why it was kind of funny. He was right. I did sit like that. And this experience became a part of the continuous messages my father gave me when I asked him how to navigate through this experience with my mother. It seemed as though this was not our first rodeo together. There seemed to be many lifetimes to which my mother, my sister, and myself lived together. Unfortunately, in those life times I never made it very far in life. Always taken out in some way at the hands of my mother for being who I am today, who I've always been, and who I will always be. A child of God whose connection is inseparable. A warrior of love, like I explained in the beginning. At this point, I can say you know me well enough to know that none of my confidence when it comes to relaying and understanding the messages that comes through comes from a place of ego or a need to be right. The awareness that I have is unique unto itself and has been acquired throughout many lifetimes, many trials, and many failures, always with one goal in mind. To reconnect people with the one creator of all who resides within everyone, to help others heal the past, and to remind you all, you too have this amazing gift and God-given ability to co-create a better future, not only for yourselves, but for the children we leave this earthly experience to. It was at that point I began to be reminded more and more that indeed throughout every lifetime we have embedded within our cellular memory all the memories that ever took place, both tragedies and accomplishments and all with good reason, and we're getting there. But as usual, as I myself gained awareness, the more the readings I was providing to others were evolving to match that level of awareness. But just because I was able to understand previous lifetimes, karmic cycles, cellular memory, and all the stuff that's incorporated into lifetimes and situations that we experience now, doesn't mean every person that sat before me was able to fully comprehend the connections between the two. I recall several readings that I was doing at the time when it was not the loved ones everyone expected to come through. It was their spirit guides, ancestors, the ones they have never met, or at times never even knew existed. And sometimes it was higher beings like St. Germain and St. Michael and others. Again, none of which these people that sat before me could truly validate at that moment. I remember becoming very frustrated and asking my people why ancestors would come through for clients. And when I asked this question, I was reminded of the three dates my father had mentioned previously. So I began to do some investigating. Turns out that All Souls Day was originally celebrated on October 29th. Now, if you Google, there's a lot of different sites that will suggest it's celebrated on November 2nd. But as you read carefully, usually the November 2nd celebration is celebrated by Roman Catholics. If you continue to look back far enough outside of the Roman Catholic tradition, you will find that it indeed originated on October 29th. This particular celebration is something, regardless of the date, it was held to celebrate loved ones 
that had transitioned to the other side, loved ones that we had life experiences with. November 8th is All Saints Day, recognizing all the ascended masters and saints throughout the years that have transitioned. And lastly, December 8th was interestingly not only the day of Mary's Immaculate Conception in Catholicism, but also the day of Buddha's enlightenment. So again, this is why I say my father speaks to me in riddles. This is just one of many examples I could give you. Everything that I spoke of in chapter 6 up until this point was about me understanding the levels of enlightenment someone goes through if they continue to seek their own enlightenment or truth. I say this because generally speaking, when we are born, most people don't remember their purpose to which they came here for, much less their relationship and connection to our creator and the other side. Sure, we are conditioned and pre-programmed by our family's beliefs or the beliefs within a community or society. However, we don't start seeking things outside of our five senses or that pre-programmed belief for something that's grander than ourselves, usually until we experience a loss. When we love someone and they transition, we feel as though we lost them. That is usually the experience we need to catapult our human experience into a grander understanding of the divine design of life itself and all things therein. This part of seeking is far beyond the condition of belief systems and religions that we're pre-programmed with. And that is when most people will begin seeking to validate that there is indeed life after death. For some people, mostly in the beginning, going to a medium and having the validation of a loved one come through is enough enlightenment to get them through at that point of their journey. And again, I'll remind you as I was reminded myself, if you continue along a spiritual path, you will then be greeted with ascended masters, angels, spirit guides, and soul family that you have no life experience with in this particular lifetime. And their messages are much grander in the sense that they validate all these things within beliefs and religious practices that we tend to question or perhaps we don't understand. And lastly, as you continue to seek true experiences of enlightenment, you will find out not only through through my story, but hopefully your own, that you're reunited with your source. You remember exactly what that source is and how you are a living, breathing expression of that source from which you came from. Better yet, how did that paragraph read? It said, as time goes on, it becomes the illumination in the atmosphere about you by which you can see into the ascended master's octave. And it also becomes the illumination of the pathway ahead of you. The pathways we navigate through, although yes, they are as unique as we are, but they are also filled and convoluted with duality and diversity of other people's perspectives and understandings of who and what God is. Our pathway to understanding our direct connection to source, however, is ours and ours alone to seek and reconnect with. It by any means is not a race, nor is it a competition of who is right versus who is wrong. My understanding of God is for me, and you may or may not resonate with it. Either way is fine, and either way it will serve its purpose along your pathway towards your own relationship and reconnection with Source. Most people don't want to hear the following for one of two reasons. One being this particular perspective that I'm about to talk about takes away the polarization to which we are so used to living in and thriving upon. And two, it removes the separation that we are also so very used to living in. However, regardless of the experience you have, 
whether it be with a loved one, an angel, ascended master, a spirit guide, a positive experience, or even a negative one, every last experience we have is rooted in the one and only Supreme Creator of all. They, just like ourselves, are extensions of God. Allow me to explain. We've all heard terms like, when we transition, we are one with Source, right? Yet when my father comes through, he comes through in a way that I know him, and I know that it is him, right? Whether it be his voice, his image, his personality, he technically comes through into my awareness as I remember him, as if he was still human and separate from Source. But he's not, nor is anyone separate from Source, living or not, ever. It's the illusion of separation for our own soul's evolution and understanding. We humanize spirit, but spirit is not human. So let me give you another example. Let's say you have experiences with a negative or bad spirit. Dare I say a demon? Well, I hate to break it to you all, but that is also an extension of source being presented to you in a way that perhaps will get your attention more than a loved one or an angelic being. Nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, is separate from source. Everything, and again, I mean everything, has a direct connection to source with a grander purpose connecting you to your own soul's evolution. If source is all, then source is not dual nor polarized. The one supreme being of all is quite literally everything and everyone. Again, we separate things for our own understanding. So as you can see, I may be that psychic that says fuck a lot with a hello good sense of humor. I am most certainly not your average psychic medium. I'm not here to prove to anyone that there is life beyond death because to me that had been proven long ago. I am, however, brought into your experience however we cross paths to help you connect all the pieces of your life and the generations before you so that you can see your truest purpose and the cycles therein so that you can make different choices compared to those before you, allowing you to see the gift free will grants you when you make a choice to bring forth different outcomes, not only for the betterment of yourself or your soul's evolution, but for all of humanity long after you're gone from this earthly experience. And I understand, eternity is difficult to comprehend. Like I said in previous chapters, I didn't have trauma, not in the way most would think trauma would be, and not comparable to the trauma my mother held on to in this lifetime. However, at this point, I did realize I had trauma connected to past lives that needed to be brought into my awareness to aid me in the pursuit of my accomplishments in this lifetime and my own soul's evolution. And as we continue the story, there are other past lives and recollections therein that occur, but always in due time.